You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on. Baby, don't you want to go? Well, come on. Baby, don't you want to go? Back to the same old place. Sweet home, Chicago. Welcome back, everybody. Another edition of Bears Nation podcast brought to you once again by Manscaped. It's the holidays. You are looking for gifts, stocking gifts, white elephant gifts. Well, we got you covered. Manscaped has you covered with the tools to help you win, get the most laughs, get the best gift for your pals. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products, and they just went international, folks. Europe, Canada, Canada, Canada and Australia. That's your Jake uh, misspeaking of the week there. But I bought one of my friends a Manscaped early Christmas gift, and he loved it. He completely went all in with Manscaped. He's buying their products left and right now. He gets them every month now. So just some things in case you want something. You know, maybe you're not familiar with Manscaped. Maybe you need a little highlight. So we got you. We got deodorant. They got toner. They got nail clippers for you. They cover everything. They got ear and nose trimmers. They have body wash for you. They have everything covered, everything that you can need to get that perfect gift for somebody, anybody, one of your friends, and maybe someone, you know, needs a little bit, bit more deodorant. Maybe they need some foot deodorant because I sure know I need that on the regular. So the foot duster is definitely something that you might need or one of your friends might need. A luxury four-piece nail kit, the Shears 2.0, great for toenails, fingernails, anything, whatever you're trying to trim up there. Then you have the weed whacker, nose and ear. Keep it tight, folks. Keep it tight. It's the holidays. Don't let yourself go quite yet. Come on. I know we're inside, but Jesus. Anyway, these formulations, everything that Manscaped does is vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you know that the products are legit and you are getting the best. So, as our listeners, we are giving you the best. We are giving you 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped with the code SHI, C-H-I. That gets you 20% off and free shipping from Manscaped. So, go out there. Get something good for your friends. Help them. Help you help them. And we're helping you help them with this code CHI. That's CHI code SHI for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Own Christmas this year, guys. Do it. Get your friends some good gifts. But I'm Jake Hassan, as usual, your host, joined as always by Kevin Lapka and Chris Nano to preview this upcoming matchup of the Bears versus the Lions. Mitch Trubisky will be the starter. And, you know, things got a little uh, things got a little tight, a little tense, a little heated in our last episode, uh, recapping that Packers game. Um, it was the longest episode, I think, to date. Uh, so we hope that you guys enjoyed that, even if you didn't listen to the full thing, which obviously, hopefully you should, because, you know, um, we would appreciate it if you did. But regardless, we hope you enjoyed whatever part you did listen to, because we appreciate appreciate you greatly. I can't speak today, so I'm going to turn it over to Kevin right now. Well, uh, I, I don't know, man. I mean, th- it's funny. That was our longest episode, and it was heated. It was hot, and, and we went after it, and, and rightfully so, justifiably so, right? I mean, I mean, last week was, you know, to say the least, a shit show. Um, but it is so funny how quickly things can change in this league. And I can promise you, if the Bears win, and they win in big fashion, and things look good, there is going to be a different narrative for our postgame show. I, I, I can assure you that, because here's the situation, guys. I mean, I brought this up at the end. 
hand. And people, you know, it, it was quite frankly, like we were afraid to bring it up because after last week, it seemed like everything was falling down. You know, there, there's no possible way the Bears can make the playoffs. Everything is bad. It's terrible. And again, those things were worth talking about. The criticisms were worth talking about. But you still have to look at what is in front of them. The Bears have the 27th easiest schedule remaining. The Cardinals this week play the Rams. If they lose and if the Vikings somehow lose to the Jaguars, the Bears are slotted in there in the playoffs. Right there in the in the seventh seed of the playoffs. If the Bears win, the Cardinals lose, and the Vikings lose. Okay? So that, like, you know, after everything that went on last week, after every possible thing that could have went wrong, went wrong, it seemed like, last week, and everyone's talking about burning down House Hall, go over there with, you know, you know, protests and signs saying, you know, get Ryan Pace out of there, get Ted Phillips out of there, all this, all that. The Bears literally have a chance to be in the playoffs after this week. So I'm just going to throw that out here to start this episode. We're going to break it down. We're going to dive into it. But things change quickly. Narratives change quickly. Uh, you know, it, it, sometimes it could take a matter of weeks. Sometimes it could take a matter of days. And in this case, this could be one of those scenarios where it could just been one week where we went from worst to, you know, you know, bottom of the hill to top of the hill. So, I, you know, it's it's this is a streaky team. And that's what I've noticed about this team the past two years. They're streaky, both positively and negatively, as we saw early on this year. And then now losing five in a row. They're just a streaky team. This could be a start of one of those positive streaks. So, um, you know, it's the Lions. It's, you know, Mitch Trubisky's child, the Lions. So anything goes this Sunday. But um, let's just say I'm at least a little bit more optimistic than I was maybe last week. (laughs) Um, Divisional matchup here. Lions, Bears, um, you know, Mitch Trubisky, we know in the past has had a lot of success against the Lions. So um, that's one, you know, one little storyline that's pretty important. Um, the Lions, for whatever reason, can't stop Mitch Trubisky. Um, we're at Soldier Field here and looks like the line is Bears minus three. So, um, you know, I'm expecting I'm expecting a close, low scoring game. Um, I feel like that's usually how Bears Lions games go. Um, but you know, I, I think that this is a game the bears should win, um, you know, top to bottom. I, I think our roster is a lot more talented. I, I know we've been saying that forever. Like I, for the past five weeks, we've been talking about how much talent this team has and they've lost every game the last five weeks. But, um, you know, it, it, like Kevin said, it is the lions, but I will say, I just, there's something about the lions. I, I think it's just my, you know really like Matthew Stafford. I think he's a very good quarterback. Yeah, he's a, he's I, a top seven quarterback in the league. Yeah. But you know what's funny, though? A lot of people don't agree. Like, if you were to say that on Twitter, you would get a lot of people disagreeing with you. And, um, you know, I, I think you just can never count them out because of Matthew Stafford. Um, and, and, you know, they, they've been the lines have been banged up all year. Uh, I think a healthy Lions team isn't as bad as, you know, four and seven because um, their offense can move the ball, man. Like, Holidays there, DeAndre Swift, TJ Hawkinson, like they have some weapons, Marvin Jones as well. So, um, you know, I, I'm not going to count the Lions out, but I do think this is a game the Bears should probably win. Well, yeah, and that's why you're favored. And just for those who might be wondering, the Cardinals play the Rams at home on Sunday. So, but I, I with the Vikings playing the Jags, um, I just, I don't see the Vikings losing that game just because they have a lot to play for. And the Jags are starting Mike Glennon, old friend Mike Glennon. So we might have a to legend. wait another week. Uh, we that's might have to Q- wait another week or dude, two for dude, uh, a, a Vikings loss. That's literally QB1, dude. Like, <laughs> have some respect. All right. <laughs> anyway. Pushing forward, I'm going to humor both of you in this episode because I went full negativity last week. So I'm going to 
humor humor the listeners a little bit. Um, yes, you should win this game. You absolutely should. And there is a world where the defense uh, it takes Nagy's comments about them from last week, from earlier in the week, and takes those and says, all right, screw you, dude. We're going to show you that we don't need you, um, and we can ball out whenever we want. Um, just give us something to play for. And and I, while Trubisky didn't, he wasn't a world beater against the Packers. He played average to above average on certain for certain stretches, uh, which is you you get you know that's what you're getting. And like Kevin said, he usually plays above average, pulls out some tricks that make you want to pull your hair out and ask why he can't do it every week. But um, yes, you should win this game. This is a very winnable game. Uh, you're going to find out what this team is made of now uh, because you get blown out on national television following a bye and everyone's calling for everyone's head, including the show. But uh, you show what you're made of now, a team that you've beaten multiple times in the last few years, a team that you've uh, been able to beat up on. And now you have to show it. You can't have a Vikings game where you're there helpless and wondering where are the points, even though this is a team you usually handle. So you have the one win over them already at home in which you got bailed out by DeAndre Swift drop. And then Mitch, obviously with that beautiful throw to Anthony Miller, credit where credit's due. But uh, this is a team you've beaten once already in crazy circumstances. So beat them in normal circumstances now and, and show, show us who you are. I still don't think this is a playoff team, but I would feel a lot better about this team if they could come out and win and take care of business in a way that they should. Look, Detroit has the fourth worst defense in the NFL, but not only the statistics, you have to think about the fact that this is their first week without Matt Patricia. All right. You know, how does that factor into it? And, you know, some people think, well, it's, it's going to be good. You know, Matt Patricia's gone and he, you know, won a horrible record with the Lions. They're going to, you know, they're going to be let loose without Matt Patricia and all of that and that type of narrative. It, it, I don't think it's that easy all the time. When you when you have a changing of the guard like that and guys get fired, you know, there's a lot you have to kind of figure out there. Uh, you know, having a new head coach in there, having a new play caller. I mean, it, things are different. So. I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the case. Maybe they're playing with some sort of different fire there in Detroit, but you also do have to take into consideration that this game is at home. And for whatever reason, without fans this year, the Bears have been a much better team at home. They've either won or lost by only one score in every game at home this year. Their best win of the season against the Buccaneers was at home. Could have beat the Saints at home, had a few plays go their way, um, you know, lost to the Colts badly, but that's still only by one score. I mean, they are a much better team at home, and this game is at home. So that's I think that is very important, and it's kind of funny because for weeks I've been saying, well, home or away, it doesn't really matter, right? Without fans, you know, you know how why does it matter? But clearly we have the evidence here that it does matter for this team. For whatever reason, not having to travel, just being, you know, playing in your city, I don't know what it is. But for some strange reason, the Bears are a much better team at home. And I feel like that's maybe kind of been a trend, too, in the Matt Nagy era. You know, they just look like a better, more polished, more prepared team at home. You know, they come ready to play at home more than they do on the road. I mean, consistent, consistently on the road, whether it's the Rams, the Packers game, uh, the Titans. I mean, it's, it's just not ready to play. But when they're home... You know, again, I don't know. You don't have to make the trip. Whatever it is, they come ready to play. And that is so critical for this team because we know what happens when they get down. When they get down, you know, after after the first three weeks, when they get down, the leads have been too insurmountable for them for them to overcome. And for whatever reason, uh, in the three the first three weeks of the season, that wasn't the case. But now that is the case. So they need to get out to a hot start. Those mistakes for Mitch Trubisky cannot come in in the first and second quarters. He's got to start hot. He's got to throw the ball well. And they 
they got to run the ball well. And they have an opportunity to do I mean, the Detroit's allowing 396 yards per game. And Jeff Okuda is looking like a worse player than Jalen Johnson this year. This is this is an opportunity for the Bears, I think, to win big uh, at home against a struggling team that just fired their head coach. This is a time to pounce and make a statement. So it's, it's 100% a statement game, and the opportunity is there. So I'm, I'm juiced up. I'm ready for it, Chris. Um. I, I agree with all that. Kevin, I just wanted to hit on the point about them, um, you know, kind of being lost without Patricia. I kind of see it the other way. Um, I, I do think they'll be playing like a little bit more inspired with a little bit more fire only because like just think about everything you've read about Matt Patricia. Like it seemed like everybody in that organization literally hated the dude's guts. Um, I know there are many players on that team that were you know, I, I'm kind of just speculating here, but I know a lot of people didn't like him. So I'm sure, you know, a lot of players on that team were, were fired up, actually. But, um, you know, you look at the way some of the the old Lions players or former Lions players uh, um, talk about Matt Patricia. I mean, you had Darius Slay celebrating his, his firing and, and Darius Slay's on the Eagles now. So I think that kind of just speaks volume. Um, but I mean, you're right. You're right. It, there is always like that little bit of uncertainty when, when, you know, your coach gets fired, it's like you're almost in no man's land. Um, but you know, Matt, Matt Stafford's a vet, you know, and, and I think, um, I think he's going to have his guys ready. Um, but like you said, I mean, we're at home here. We're at home. Um, we are a better team than the lions. I, I think that's pretty fair to say, um, at least, you know, on paper. Um, but yeah, I think the bears should be able to take care of business in, uh, in this game. Um, but if they don't, if they don't, I, I think, uh, <laughs> let's not even talk about it. If they don't, let's not even, I don't even want to talk about it. We're not well, gonna I, talk I, I would like to, I would like to highlight one of Chris's points that I also think that losing Patricia is a positive for them because Patricia loves, 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 loves man defense. And we know against this team, you cannot do man defense as we've seen in the first game this year against them. Uh, as we've seen against any team that has ever used man defense against this team, uh, Allen Robinson will burn you. Darnell Mooney will burn you. Uh, Cole Komet. I will say was a positive from the Packers game. He was involved more for sure. He can burn you on man coverage. So uh, I do think you might see some different looks from the Lions. I think that in that instance could be a positive. Hey, 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 hey. Anthony Miller could beat you in man coverage. We got to give him that at least. Yeah, if they ever throw to him. Yeah, Anthony Miller is the lion killer, honestly. I mean, that that dude has showed up against the Lions in the past. So maybe this is the start of a nice little Anthony Miller run, too. I don't know. It's possible. Um, The annual five good weeks of Anthony Miller. Yes, right? That that makes you go, oh, maybe he'll break out next (laughs) year. I was literally just going to say this is around the time when he starts picking it up. The annual annual weeks 11 to 17 breakout of Anthony Miller. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much, pretty much. But I just want to say really quick, um, I I know Kevin doesn't want to talk about it, but I think um, I think this would probably be the dagger um, if they lost this game. I I mean, just <laughs> at that point, it's just from from just even from a fan's perspective, it's just like you know I think a lot of people check out if they lose this game, honestly, because um, pr- pretty mm-hmm. much for exactly what we were just saying, like they should win this game. And it would be the sixth straight loss. Like at that point, it's like, come on. <laughs> it's it, the thing is, like fans aren't completely checked out. Sure, there may be a good percentage. Uh, of fans yeah, I was gonna say some. I so, think some have. 
No, no. So no. Here's what I'm trying to say, though. There are a good percentage of fans, Jake. You are probably one included that wants the team to tank, but in the back of their mind, cannot deny the fact that there is a possibility that the team wins four in a row. And I think that's just kind of the reality of the situation right now. Is you know there is one. I think it's like what Jake was saying earlier with his brain and his heart. You know, his brain is telling him that he wants the team to tank, but his heart is still telling him that there is a chance. And your heart is absolutely. I mean, both are right. You know, your brain is right that maybe it's better for the future to tank, but your heart is right that. Uh, you know, there still is a chance. And if they win, um, I, I think that's going to just grow. You know, it, like if, if they win by 20 points, I mean, again, if they win by 20 points or if they win big, you know, there is a very different narrative. And all of a sudden you're looking at this, okay, six and six, three games to go against pitiful teams. Then it comes down to week 17 against Green Bay at home where you're much better than you are away. Like people can't, as much as people don't want to accept that reality, they do like in the back of their mind they're like okay wait this is a possibility but if they do lose this game yes it's all crumbled there's pretty much statistically not very much of a possibility for it to happen but as much as people want this team to tank I I think Jake even you could admit that like there's part of you that maybe just not does not believe that it's possible but is still kind of hoping for it to happen yeah of course like and you know with the any giving day thing but but like yeah, right. Of course. Of course, I would root for a winning streak. Of course, I would be all in on a winning streak. I just I my dumb brain uses itself rationally sometimes. So uh, that part of me is saying that nothing's going to change until, until that bozo Ted Phillips is gone. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to I just want to like lay this out. really. Like for me, this is kind of how I see it. I Kevin, I'm one of those people. I definitely think, you know, if this were to lose out, I think. That would be the best case scenario for the Bears. Honestly, I know it sucks to hear. It's uncomfortable. But I just, I think that's, you know, their best route. But we know, we, you know, we talked about the last couple of years, how this team's in a Super Bowl, you know, window. They're not going to tank. That's the thing. So me hoping for that wouldn't really make sense because it's like they're not going to do it. So well, you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of all it is for me. Um so if they're playing to win, you may as well root for them to win, if that makes any sense. Like, that's just – that's all it is for me. Yeah, I mean, th- this team is too good to lose out. They're too – they're too – they're not – it's an impossible scenario that they go 5-11. and 11. I'm sorry. for Are you tankers out there who are in love with Justin Fields? Okay, yeah, so am I. So am I. But it's an impossible it's, – it's impossible. Unless you're literally out there throwing games uh, and then years later, Matt Nagy gets suspended for being – you know, from the NFL for being found out that he threw games in 2020. That's that's not going to happen. That might be a best – that might it, not be too bad. No. <laughs> not, oh, my God. No, I mean, That might not I mean, be too bad. <laughs> okay, now – no, all these different scenarios out here. But, no, I mean – it, 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 511 is not going to happen, so, you know, my, screw it. Let, let, let's go all in. I mean, I'm all in, guys. I mean, as as well, you know, I mean, also, of course I it's am. It's also increasingly likely that Justin Fields is going to be a top five pick. And, yes. and, you know, even if you lose out, you're not getting that because, I mean, just look at the yeah. AFC on its own. The Jets have zero wins. The Chargers have three. The Broncos have four. Bengals have two. The Jaguars have one. And that's not – and then the yeah. NFC, you have literally the entire NFC East. Um, to worry about Uh, and then you have the Lions with four obviously and then the Falcons and Panthers with four so you have competition there Um, I know some of those so like even if you lose out uh, you're not exactly in great scenarios there you're probably going to be looking at yeah uh, maybe top 10 if you're lucky but probably more likely like a 12 Mm -hmm. 13 14 the the problem the problem is they've already won five games like exactly that's kind of yeah I'm just piggybacking off what you're saying but yeah I mean like 
the Bears already have more wins than like six or seven teams will finish with, in my opinion. Like that that's just the reality of the situation. Okay. So it's it's not really I don't know. The whole tanking thing, like you know, it, it, it would be ideal, but I mean, even if they finish five and eleven, you're not guaranteed top five. Um, so yeah, you may as well just try to win at this point. Yep. Um, but let, let's, should we do over under, uh, you want to do some over unders? Sure. Uh, All right. Yeah. Let, let, let's do, let's do some over unders. So I'll kick us off here. Uh, let's start with our boy, uh, Alan Robinson or not Alan, Anthony Miller. Um, you know, he's, he just simply has not looked very good recently, but we know he's the lion killer. Um, Alan or Anthony, geez, I keep saying Alan, Anthony Miller, over 50 yards receiving. I know that seems like a lofty number, but he does seem to get more targets under Mitch Trubisky. We know about that trust level there. Wasn't necessarily there last Sunday night, but I do think 50 is achievable. Over under 50 yards for Anthony Miller. Um, I will go over just slightly. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I think that Allen Robinson is going to be the full uh, for the Lions. And like you said, Kevin, I mean, he there, there's something with him in the Lions. Um, you know, he just produces, and especially, you know, like we just said, being late in the season, I'll, I'll take that over. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm also going to take over. I want to say under because I would rather those yards and targets go to Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. But, um, sure, I'll go over because we already talked about the annual Anthony Miller Weeks 11 to 17 breakout. Um, and maybe, you know, his frustrations that he publicly voiced on Twitter following the Packers game. Maybe there's something to that, that they work him a little more, that they uh, give him a little more, a couple more looks. But it, there's also part of me that wants to say under because he's clearly number three or even number four option at this point. Um, but, you know, he's always a threat for that big play. We saw it against the Lions in the beginning of the season. We saw it against the Falcons, obviously. So sometimes he just busts free for that, like, 35, 40-yard catch. So... Uh, I'll go over. Screw it. Why not? Yeah, I'll go over. Uh, next one, I want to do another real quick. Mitch Trubisky here. Um, I, again, I know this sounds lofty, but we have all the evidence in the world that it's possible. He has 124 passer rating against the Lions in his career. Over under Mitch Trubisky, 350 total yards. So that would be rushing Ooh. and passing. I'll that's go high. Slightly, I'm, I'm going to go yeah, under. I, I'm going under, too. I think that's just okay. slightly too that's much. High. I, I think he could get close though i i do think he could get close i i think he I, could get 300 but 350 is a lot to me yeah i mean i i don't know like, i i don't know guys i don't know i mean like, like this I, I could see something like 275 passing yards and like 30 rushing okay. yards yeah yeah that's not yeah, that actually I, sounds, that sounds I, I would i would rather i think a more fair one would be 250 275 Ooh, I, I i think that one i would say like 200 passing maybe or like 175 passing yeah. i mean if it's 175 that's brutal but i mean let's let's say for the sake of this hypothetical let's say like 200 and then 50 or 60 on the ground i'll take that all day you yeah. are you only think 200 passing of, yards that, that's a lot of rushing yards too like 50 60 for a qb Against the Lions, though, like, I, mean, I don't know. And I mean, we've seen him the, do it the before. Thing is, though, thing. Like, right, so that, that's, like, I'm trying to, like, because I don't think he's going to get 300 passing yards. Yeah. So, like, I mean, in, in that vein, like, and that's why I'm under 350, you know? I mean, yeah. let's say even, I mean, even if you want him to get 300, then you're looking at 250 
passing 270 passing. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you're still in that same realm. Yeah. yeah. I think two, 250 passing to like 275 passing with like 20 to 30 rushing yards, I think is like the most fair. I would love. Hey, like, what's his over? What's his over on in the sports book? What's his over on uh, in the sports book? Let's, let's look it up. Um, I, it total. might not be listed yet. I, I prob- just passing. I mean, it's Friday though already, so it might be listed. Because, um, like, here's the thing, guys. Again, I, Mitch Trubisky threw for 229 yards, and he had two interceptions that took away a big chunk of yards, stalled drives for him. Like this, like, and again, in his history against the Lions, like, I think this is very achievable. What is it? And the penalties too. I'm just talking about and the last penalty, week. And the penalties too. Yeah, I mean, like, it, like it is. It is going to be there. And he. And again, I. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I feel good about Mr. Risky. And just the way, like the way we saw things happen. Like they were moving the ball well. The, you know, his average target depth was you know up there in the top ten in the NFL. He was you know trying to hit those deep shots again. He missed on two. That's okay. But he was at least trying. And I think there's an opportunity for some of those chunk plays to come in against a very struggling defense. And you're gonna have mismatches all over the field, guys. These cornerbacks can't guard Allen Robinson. Jeff Okuda, the third overall pick in the NFL draft last year, can't guard Allen Robinson. Sure, not a lot of great quarterbacks can. Uh, cornerbacks can. So, I mean, it, it is going to be there for uh, Mitch Trubisky. And again, what, how many yards did he throw for week one? I mean, he he was over 300 week one, wasn't he? And and, and I, I like, believe so. 180 of them came in the fourth quarter. Like, yeah. I, I I think there's a real real chance here he goes over 300 again. 350 might be lofty because the rushing yards weren't there. And what I will say is, I hope they kind of cut away a little bit more of those designed read options that they were trying. Um, I don't think that's the most effective way. Mitch usually will get his rushing yards from breakaway plays and and just you know creating something in the pocket rather than a designed rush. So I, I would like to see them a little bit less of that because it wasn't really successful against the Packers. Um, but that's yeah, that that's what I got. What do you guys got for overrunners? Um, um, well, just just to circle back on the yards thing. So the yards oh, yeah. are not listed at Rivers at least, but they have completions at twenty one and a half. Okay. okay. I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll probably go over on that. It'd probably get like twenty five or something. Twenty five yeah, or, or something. I, I would probably. definitely take that over for sure. Um, mine is. Over or under nine and a half points scored by halftime by the Bears. Oh God. Ugh. I think I think I think they scored twenty in the first half. Twenty? Because I'm crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you 20, are crazy. Scored, I'm 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 hammering this under. This team does not score in the first half. I'm hammering that under. They scored ten points in the first half last week and they threw an interception <laughs> and had a fumble. Versus over under. <laughs> Well, his, uh, no, that would put him over, though. That would put the right. over. Like, I don't know, man. I, just, I can't. Mean? Trust him. What do you mean? I, I'm going. Yeah, I'm okay, going. sure. No, you, you can't trust him. I, I, oh, oh, I found it. I found it. Mitch Trubisky on the sportsbook FanDuel passing yards is 247. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. 247. You over under on FanDuel. I think that's yeah. fair. I mean, two, fair. I, I feel that's like that matches up to what we were saying, like the 250 to 275. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like that's, you know. In the same realm, I guess. So, yeah, that's fine. That's fair. Um, All right. Um, I I want to do rushing yards. So, obviously, David Montgomery finally had 100 yards last week, but really it was more like 57 because he had that long breakaway run uh, that, you know, then to start the game, and then he really didn't have a lot of room to run the rest of the game. So, David Montgomery, over under 50 yards rushing. 50? 
What the hell are we talking about here? Fifty. That's that's okay. I I think that's low. Most now, books have them at sixty. So most okay. I'm I'm going over. Like you can't just you, you can't just discredit the fact that he got the fifty yard rush. I know I know that it sure inflates the stats a little bit, but you also do have to take in consideration the fact that he was not getting attempts after that rush. I mean, because they got into the deficit, they they weren't handing the ball off to Dave Montgomery. I think he averaged nine yards per carry. Like, he was averaging nine yards per carry in that game, and that is phenomenal, but he just wasn't getting the opportunities. I think he'll get the opportunities in this game. But, guys, I mean, what what have we been saying for weeks that we saw on Sunday night? What's, you know, what's the product when Matrissi's the quarterback for that running game? I mean, it, it makes yep. things a lot easier for them. Um, so I, I think you're going to, to – no surprise to me, I think you're going to see a running game that looks a lot, lot better. They did well in the running game against the Lions in the first game of the year. It moved well. Chunk plays. I'm going I'm going big over. I think David Montgomery could get you know, 80, 90, close to 100 again for sure. I'm also going over for pretty much exactly what Kevin said. I think when Mitch Trubisky's in there, um, you just have to account for more things than you would under Nick Foles. Um, so I'm going to go over, I think, you know, I almost don't want to say this because it kind of goes back on everything I've been saying, but David, David Montgomery, I think last week, for whatever reason, like when he, when he was, when he got that long, uh, when he broke away for that long play, I was just thinking in my head, I'm like, damn, like he looks a lot better than any running back that we've had like the last couple weeks when he was out. Like I didn't realize how important David Montgomery was until he was out. Um, I think he is, you know, we talk about Artavis Pierce, Lamar Miller, this and that. I mean, like I was watching him last week and, and I re- kind of regret everything I was saying. I think Montgomery is much better than those guys. Um, I think he, I think he just needs the, the, you know, he just needs the holes to, to be able to run through. Like that's, really all it is i mean you saw they opened up a hole for him um against the packers and look what happened i mean that that long carry happened so um you know i think they just got to give him the ball more i I think they got to open up holes for him i think he's a talented player don't get me wrong i think he is definitely still a replaceable player but you know with the current situation of the bears i think he's very important right now Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he proved that it's good to have a lead back, that the fall off from your lead back to the other guys, as it is with most positions, especially we're seeing that with offensive line this year, is a steep drop, steeper than you would think. So, yeah, I I mean, I like David Montgomery. That kind of leads into my next uh, over-under for him. Uh, Kind of over-under rushing touchdowns, 0.5. Um, I'm going to go over and I think Mitch Trubisky gets one. How about that? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to go over. Um, I think, I think someone will be able to, to get one like between everybody on the offense. I think they could get one. I'd hope so. Yeah. Right. You would, you would hope so. That's the thing. Uh, that's that, as it is, it is with most weeks. But. It, it is important to mention, though, David Montgomery only has one rushing touchdown this year. So, yep. uh, you know. Oh, yeah, he caught one last week, right? He caught one. He, he, he didn't he rush did. one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was a catching touchdown. Yeah, that's right. Um, It's funny, though. You guys uh-huh. notice how more optimistic we are about the running game? Like, it's just, you know. Yeah, well, we always like, knew you know, that was going to be the thing. Like, we always I know, knew that I know. having Trubisky in there. Honestly, after the last episode, there was no way to go but up. <laughs> True. Oh, that's fair. True. 
is not a lot of room to go anywhere there. else. Yeah. Well, the bar um, was in hell. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, so yeah, I think um, I think between between everybody on the offense, I think one rushing touchdown is definitely doable. So yeah, I'll go over for that. Watch it be Ryan Nall. Oh, <laughs> I think he's plus twelve hundred. Oh, that would score. be something. Hey, but I would be right, so I'll take it. I guess I guess technically you would. Yeah. Not wrong about that. I'm not gonna be celebrating. I'll be like, cool touchdown, but hey, I'll be <laughs> right. Uh, Kev, Chris, you got any over unders? Um, that was it for my over unders. I just had that one uh, about the points scored at halftime. Well, let's do our predictions then. Woohoo! Let's get All to right. it. Um, bold so, predictions or game predictions? Oh, yeah, we got to do bold predictions, too. Yeah, uh, bold predictions. Uh, what do you got? All right. Um, right. I'm going with uh, Darnell Mooney here. I think it's like that big play, man. We're waiting for it. And I'm not going to say he's going to have a breakout game, but we're waiting for that one play from him that just kind of puts the league on notice. You know, people inside of Chicago know what Darnell Mooney is capable of, know who he could be in the future. But I feel like not everybody in the league knows that until he makes that one play. Uh, if he had gotten the ball against Jalen Ramsey in that night, uh, Monday night game, people would know his name. If he had gotten that one ball against Tampa Bay, people would really know his name. I think this week he puts a, you know, a neat move on somebody for a deep 40-yard, 50-yard touchdown reception. And he kind of puts the NFL world on notice and says, look, this guy is legit. You know, there are people talking way more about Denzel Mims. They're talking about Darnell Mumi, and I think Darnell Mumi could be just as, if Mooney. not more talented than Den. Uh, who, who is yeah, Darnell Mumi? Mo- sorry, Mooney. Jeez. After this dude misspeaks like eight times in the ad read, he's going to criticize whoa, me. Whoa, it's all part of my natural charming Jeez. cadence, okay? Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. But no, oh, right. uh, Darna Mooney, big time play, puts the league on notice, sort of a breakout play for him. You'll see it on the check down. You'll see it on social medias and all that, all this. It'll be great. Darna Mooney, that's my bold prediction. All right. Here we go. You guys ready for this one? Yeah. Three. Banger. Three forced turnovers by the Bears' defense in this Ooh. one. Yep, I think they're going to come out fired up. Um, I think Matt Nagy's comments definitely going to light a fire under their ass. And this is funny because we, I, th- I don't remember Jake's stance on this, but I remember going back and forth with Kevin, and Kevin brought up the, the, the point that um, you know, this could actually light a fire under their butts. But uh, I was kind of disagreeing with him. But after thinking about it for a little bit, I think this could definitely juice them up a little bit. Um, so yeah, I'll go three. My bold prediction is three uh, turnovers forced by the Bears' defense. Interesting. All right. Um, mine's going to be really bold, and it's going to be uh, Cole Komet over 100 yards. Oh, my God. That uh, I mean, what? Yeah. <laughs> that's the most yep. crazy thing I've ever yep. heard. Yep. Jesus. We, 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 should, we should call this cycle predictions. Not I stand yeah. by this. I stand okay. by this. What, what's your reasoning? What's your reasoning? I just think they're finally going to use him like in the seam and in places like not on the sideline. I just think they're finally going to, you got to change something, right? And something yeah. has to change after last week. We saw Mitch. It seems like he likes them. He seems like they, they have a connection. So I, I think there's something there. And I think uh, Cole Komet rips off a couple up the scene, up the middle. All right. Okay. I like it. I hope so. That'd be awesome. I like it too. Yeah, that's all good. All, right, do- all right, let's do game predictions. As let's mentioned earlier in this episode, the Bears are favored by three at home. Um, so, that being said, I think the Lions win this one 24 to 17. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> until, oh my until god! I, see Kevin, I'm let you go. I'm, I can't bet on this team until I see improvement. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair. But look, we just talked about Cole Kmet having a hundred yard game, three t- turnovers look. from the defense, a forty yard play from Darnell Mooney, uh, the rushing offense over a hundred yards or something like that. Mitch Trubisky around three hundred yards. If all those things happen, there is pretty much zero possibility that the Bears lose. Um, and I am picking the Bears to win. I actually think they could, they, they could win this game by a large margin. I really do think that's possible. Uh, Chris mentioned something that we didn't even bring up at all that I think is a really good point. I mean, that you know, I, I don't really know what to think about it, but there is a legit chance that this team is just, you know, more fired up than ever. I mean, you get embarrassed on national television. Your coach chews you out in the press conference. Like, it is time if there there is no better time like this is the perfect time for you to go out there and literally shut up every single person who has said shit about you for the past week. I mean, there is no better time and no better way to make a statement than to destroy this team. Um, and I think the players feel that way. Eddie Jackson said in his press conference, he kind of feels that way. Akeem Hicks is going to be back. I know for a fact he's going to feel that way. Khalil Mack. Um, apparently said he felt disrespected. You probably don't want to disrespect Khalil Mack or have him feel that way. Um, so I, I don't know. I, like, I just think there is a chance here that this team is just, you know, had enough of the bullshit, had enough of all the talk going on on the Chicago sports radio on every single television channel, telling them that they suck, telling them that they stink. And they're going to come out here with some fire. Uh, there is a complete chance I could be a hundred percent wrong and they could come out flat once again. And then it's all really bad, but I'm going to, you know, lie on the optimistic side of things and say that this team is ready to go and they're fired up and there are surely reasons to believe that. So I'm going to go Bears 31-20 in this one. Um I uh Do it. I know you want to. Do God. it. Do God. it. I know I you hate, want to. I hate my life so much. Um I'm going to go I'm going to go Bears 2017. I I, think, uh, I, I just I love think, it. I, just I love think it. They're they're better than the Lions. Um, I I'm pretty sure Kenny Galladay hasn't practiced. Um, I'm pretty sure DeAndre Swift hasn't practiced. Um, so you know, I mean, if if the Lions' offense is without those two, it's gonna it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for them. That that's the best way to put it. Um, 2017. I think the Bears just slightly edge it out. Um, yeah, I'll go 2017 Bears. Injected Kairos, into my Ky- veins. Cairo Santos hero again. Yeah, yeah, we haven't not? talked about him in a while. You know, really? talk let's talk. Him? Let's talk about that really quick. Is this his yeah. job now? Is Eddie P out of town now? I mean, like, do you do you stick uh, with Cairo going in next year, or do you bring them both back for the listen, training camp? Listen, the 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 logic in me says he abs. It's absolutely his job. The Bears fan in me says keep Eddie P just in case. Yes. Yep. Keep him. You have to keep him at least. Santos would be the kicker week one. But, yeah. you know, what have we known about kickers in this league, man? One year you're a pro bowler. The next year you're the worst kicker of all time. Like it literally yeah. for some reason, that's the way this league has happened. Uh, and it, it happened to Kyle Santos early in his career. The dude was money in Kansas City. And then I don't know what happened. He just he just sucked. And then yeah. and that's what led him to the Bears. So you have to keep Eddie P. But Santos would be the kicker next year. Yeah, like production-wise, I don't think this is even a question. Like logically, this is absolutely his job. He's done more than enough to earn that. I think. I don't even think in that aspect. I think it's just you know the we Bears fans are scarred, so we just well, want the, the yeah. The well, Eddie case, Eddie just can't seem to stay healthy. He was hurt when they traded for him. He was hurt last year. He's hurt this year. So, so yeah, weird, I mean, San- like, cr- I mean credit can't stay healthy. Yeah, yeah credit like, to Santos though. He's been absolutely phenomenal this year. One of the a few bright spots, but. That will do it for us. Chris and Kevin are going with the Bears. I'm going with the Lions because uh, I, uh, yeah, because I'm a garbage. Boring and lame. 
<laughs> I mean, I, that's the first time I think I've ever been accused of being boring. But um, <laughs> that being said, that being said, that does it for us. Thank you for listening. If you haven't listened to the Packers recap episode, we put all the timestamps in there. Kevin was so nice enough to do that for you, the listeners, to go and pick out which parts you want to listen to. But of course, I mean, you're already listening to this episode, so obviously you're here. Um, and of course, Manscaped, Code Shy, CHI, 20% off and free shipping. Help us help you help your friends. So, for myself, for Kevin, for Chris, thank you to the listeners, and we will talk to you next week following the Lions game. And as always, bear down. Bear down. Bear down. Bear down.